everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about what everyone wants out of their financial life. Sounds like a good topic, Ryan. Before we get started on that topic, though, what are we drinking today, Alex? Uh, today, we're going back down to Oregon. We're going to drink some Deschutes. It's, this is the Fresh Haze IPA. Uh, it's an IPA. Uh, 6.5 so solid not gonna not gonna be overpowering you know not uh, but at the same time it, it's got a kick to it uh the ibus on this are are kind of low we're we're clocking in here at 45 uh so it's not going to be something that uh, is going to just bowl you over with uh with hops sorry i took a yeah so it's a solid beer it's as alex mentioned it's uh the fresh haze ipa so it's that that hazy ipa so it's not obviously clear. Um, I'm always a fan of hazy IPAs. It might be one of my, my favorite type of IPA. For sure. And they shoot always makes a solid one. This one is, um, they have another hazy IPA that, that I'm drawing a blank on that I feel is a little bit better than this one. But if someone gave me this, like I'd still be very excited to drink it. Uh, and I mean, anything out of the shoots is just good beer. Yeah, it's got, you know, it's 45 IBU, so it's not, it doesn't punch in the mouth um, with the the bitterness. I, I, I like the, I'm a big fan of carbonation, especially maybe a little bit of a kick in the back of the throat. This one's got a little bit of that, so I'm a big fan of that aspect as well. Are you thinking of the fresh squeezed IPA? I don't, you might say it and I don't recall it. Um, I had it one time when I was down actually at the brewery. Mm. Um, so it might've been a one of their limited releases for all I know. Sure. So anyways, the shoots always makes a solid IPA. This one solid uh, to make sure you try them out. So let's, let's answer the question that most people are probably wondering, right? When we, when we started this episode, like what is it that everyone wants out of their financial life? And our opinion is flexibility. Yeah. Flexibility. And think of this as like synonymous with freedom. Yeah, I, I, I use the word flexibility because I think financial freedom is overused. And I think people Agreed. don't truly, I think they understand it. And at the same time, because it's overused, it just, people just ignore it. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, anything. And it, it certainly doesn't mean what we intend it to when we say that. Yeah, the, the reason I like the word flexibility is as we go through life, our wants, our needs, our dreams, our legacy concerns, they change, right? If you were to For talk sure. to me 10 years ago, what I value in life versus what I value now, <laughs> it's, it's vastly different. Right. And, and so, guess what, Ryan, 10 years from now, it'll be different than today. Exactly. So what I want, yeah, I, I want and need flexibility because my, my life's going to change and I wanted to. I don't want to lock myself into something without the capability of that change. For sure. So, I think a lot of people want this. Most people don't get it because they don't know how to get it. Yeah. So we're gonna kind of walk through three relatively easy steps to go ahead and help you create financial flexibility. And so step one, and these are overly simple, 
we'll give some background to it. Um, and if you're married, I would highly suggest you have this type of conversation with your spouse. Nah, that's not important, Brian. Maybe have a beer with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> number one, right? How to get it. Figure out what it is you actually care about. Right. And, and that can change. I just said that mine change. I, I guarantee you that mine have changed and changed fairly dramatically over the last 10 years. But how many people actually don't even like sit down and really think like, okay, what is it I truly care about? Is it this Netflix subscription? It, right. And think, I don't, think about like, it in I mean, terms of, think about it in terms of like values, the values themselves may not have changed, but the, the way to represent those values have most certainly changed. Yeah. And I, I think values are ultra, ultra important, but I think just as important. And Alex, I'd love your opinion on this. We, we didn't talk about this prior to recording this. So this might be ad hoc. Uh, well, you're getting ad hoc all the time, but <laughs> you're going to get it even more so now. I was just thinking about this as you said that values are important. That's where you kind of analyze whether or not you're living to those or, you know, is that that's what you want to, you strive to be or, or get. Mm-hmm or provide or share or teach, but no one walks around in life. Like I don't walk around in life talking to everyone, telling them like a big value of mine is making sure that my kids walk this earth, being assertive, caring for others and being the best person that they can be. Like, I don't walk up to random people and say that. No, I guess I'm just special that I get to hear that on a daily basis. You're welcome. <laughs> However, my actions, my day-to-day stuff, what I'm purchasing, what I'm doing, how I do it, that shows what my values are without me saying it. Right. And the, the biggest question becomes, we may have certain values, but is the way in which we use money hold true to those values? You gave the example of Netflix. Netflix, like that might be something that is either uh, absolutely embodies certain values or it just completely doesn't. And oh, I, it, I could spin it. I could easily say if I'm sitting here listening and I binge Netflix, let's just say I binge Netflix like every day for four hours. Let's just say I do that. I could usually say, well, my value is to spend time with my family and we watch TV. So we, we stream Netflix. But in reality, you're spending four hours a day on Netflix. Like now tie that into, are you complaining about anything? Right. Like not having time. Right. Exactly. So I guess what I was, what I was getting at here in my, my monologue, sorry for everyone having to listen. (laughs) What I was getting at here is it's important to know what your values are and have that conversation with your spouse. But the very next thing that you need to really look at is, what is it that you're doing that actually proves or shows that that value actually means something to you? Yeah. And when you can also go through. And don't and- BS yourself. Sorry to cut you off there, but I think a lot of us can BS ourselves. Call yourself out, like be realistic with you, because I guarantee you, as soon as you're real with yourself, that's when things start to change and change for the good. Yeah. When you can have that conversation with your spouse, your significant other, your partner, you know, even just with yourself and just say, okay, well, 
how does this embody that value? What what I what I say, Ryan? When you said, uh, "Talk with yourself," I'm just imagining like oh. a mini Alex Collins sitting on your shoulder and you staring at him and having a, a dialogue. Sorry. No, I've actually got two. One's a devil. One's an angel. No, they're both devils. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. That's my bad. No, you you're good. Um, but have the conversation around like, okay, but how do we feel like this either does embody it or doesn't embody it? And like, it, it, it's ha- it, maybe it's a better way to go ahead and start out with what the values are and then try and work towards, okay, well, wh- like ask the question, how does what we're doing here embody that? The, it, and the answer is it might not. And then the question becomes, okay, do, do we need to change our values because that's important to us? And okay, what, how are we going to like change our belief structure or our values to, to incorporate that into who we are or no, that's really not that important to us. And we shouldn't care about it, but, but have that conversation around, okay, what do we want to do? And then make sure that the things that we're doing in terms of our time spent and our money spent and our thought process is all going into the things that we care about because those three things are really are the currency that we have that tell the world what we care about. Yeah. Um, I forget, I'm going to forget the exact verbiage of the quote, but it's like, um, show me someone's expenses and I'll show you their, and I'll tell you what their priorities or values are. Right. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of sum up this, sorry, the Ryan Berkeley monologue show. Sorry that, but we'll sum it up with, Tying this into finances, where are you spending your money? Does it doesn't match your values? Right. So that's step one. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to Alex for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. It's not going to be. I don't want this to be the Alex Collins show or the the monologue. It's, it's the we work best when we have interaction. And uh, while you felt like that was a monologue for Ryan, there there was some some nuggets in there from me. So step two is be intentional with whom you're spending time, whether that's whom you're following on social media or whom you physically are hanging out with. Like, who are you allowing to speak into your world? Yeah, I, I'll challenge everyone this. Pull open your Facebook account, your Twitter account, Instagram account, your Google search, however you're, whatever you're doing on social media and, and just internet these days and really look at what message are those people outlets portraying? And I'm not saying that they're bad people or bad outlets. I'm asking you how much of it are you like, how much time are you spending in those, in those activities? Because I think if, you, if all you do is follow the news lately, or just in general, like the news's job is to report crap, not crap like they're bad reporters, but like bad things, because that's what gets eyeballs. Fear and greed. Like anything that's either really just amazing or really terrible. Right. Those are the two things that we follow. And if that's all you're looking at online, I got to wonder because I, I used to be there. 
And I had a negative outlook on a lot of people. And I don't think that's how people are. I think that's how you can act because that's all you read about. But I don't think that's who they are. And the same thing is true who you're hanging out with, right? What's the, uh, you are, you are the average of the, the five people that you hang out with or something like that, right? The same thing is true with the social media and the outlets that you follow. For sure. And it, this bleeds into your finances, right? If you're constantly around someone that's pessimistic about their finances, it's going to be hard to be optimistic about yours, right? If you're, follow, if you're hanging around with people that are, 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 are not proactively trying to improve themselves, what, is, what are you going to do? Like, it's hard for you to be that person because maybe they're making fun of you. Maybe they're, they're, they're nagging you a bit. It's hard to keep pushing yourself when you're around those type of people. Uh, or it might set the bar so low that you're like, oh, hey, cool. I can step over this. Therefore, I shouldn't work that hard at this. I'm doing too much. And, and I mean, really, that, that's never going to be the case. It's always like you're always in a race with yourself. You're always pushing yourself to be better. And the only question is, how are you going to help push yourself to be better? And what are the things that you care about pushing yourself to be better about? Because we can't push ourselves on everything. Like It's just not possible, right? We just need to pick the things that we want to focus on and make sure that we spend time, energy, and effort in those areas. Which goes back to number one, what do you actually care about? What are those values, right? Mm-hmm. Which takes us to number three. And number three is don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Right. We, you know, we, we're just kind of talking about that same concept. Like we can't focus on too many things, but we also can't focus on one single thing. Well, it has this, to be balance. It has to be balanced. This goes with, you know, where you're putting your money, right? Where are you putting right. your money to who you're hanging out with, to who you follow, to, you know, even your your values right it's most people i meet don't just have one value and that's it (laughs) right i mean i guess you could say like i could see someone responding to that and saying well my value is just be the best person i can be then you need to define what that means and what values right well there's sub there's sub values then to that value if you want to go that like i imagine the alex collins listening to us (laughs) literally trying to find the value that that says we're wrong (laughs) nope this encompasses everything i'm going to do this And, and you're right like the old alex absolutely would have done that of like hey how can i prove this wrong okay let's spend an inordinate amount of time trying to prove this thing wrong. And inevitably I would wind up finding something. And I'd completely miss the point, which is it's worth the exercise to figure out what are the things that we care about. And the exception is going to prove the rule, not disprove it. I think if you have this type of conversation with your spouse or with someone that you trust, I think that will change how you look at many things that you've been doing and maybe change it as like, wow, I need to do more of that. Or it might be, wow, that 
is I'm doing a lot of negative or maybe reactive type of activity. I need, and I need to focus more around what it is that I care about and how to get there. Or it could be the exact opposite where it's just refocusing on how awesome and amazing things are and allows you to block out all the, all of the crap from the news media or like whatever else is going on in the world to be able to say, yeah, no, like, like I've got ducks in a row. Like everything is being done the way in which I want to now let's, you know, share this and help others reach that same place. And, you know, whether like start with the folks that you hang out with. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Question of the day today is what is flexibly can't talk. What does flexibility mean to you? I like flexibility. (laughs) I mean, how, how can you change your finances to create more flexibility to live the life that you want to live both now and in the future? So head over to beardmoney.net and engage with us there to answer that question. Or if any of this resonated with you and you were like, you know what, I need to have further dialogue around what it is and how to change my financial life, feel free to set up a schedule or set up an appointment on Alex or myself's calendar. And we can have a conversation around, does it make sense for us, for us to work together? We hope this episode was valuable. Please share it if it was. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their friends are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-131091, expiration December 2023.